بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. Tonight we find ourselves in just 22, which has part of Surah Al-Ahzab, Surah Sabah, Surah Fatih, and the beginning portion, the first two pages or so of Surah Yasin. The first point that I want to touch upon is when we look at the ayah, one of the ayahs that we heard in prayer, and we ask Allah to accept all of our prayers, Amin Rabbil Alameen. When we look at this ayah in which Allah says that He and His angels, they send salawat upon the Prophet. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ And then after that, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا صلى الله عليه وسلم. This is the only action item, this is the only thing that we find in the Qur'an, the only command that we find in the Qur'an from Allah Azza wa Jal that's formatted in this way, with this specific formula. Allah says that He is doing something and His angels are doing something. That's mentioned first. So whether we do it or not doesn't necessarily matter that much on the other side of the equation, but rather we're the main ones who benefit when we send salawat upon the Prophet ﷺ. If we produce one, then we end up receiving ten from Allah Azza wa Jal. So the, the, the scales are already tilted in a certain manner, which is clearly in our favor. This is the only commandment that we find in the Qur'an in which Allah says that He and His angels are doing something, and then after that, O oh, you who believe, you do the same. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Earlier in the same surah, earlier in Surah Al-Ahzab, there's this profound description of the Prophet ﷺ in which Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ شَاهِدًا وَمُبَشِّرًا وَنَذِيرًا Allah mentions three things here. Allah mentions to the Prophet, O Prophet, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ And then there's the royal we, we have sent you as three things in terms of what's mentioned in this ayah. As a witness, as a giver of glad tidings, and as a warner. Shahidan wa mubashira wa nadira. After that, Allah says, وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا This is in connection with the Prophet being a witness. The Prophet did his part وسلم, Now it's up to us to step up to the plate to do our part. Allah mentions that he calls وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ And when بِإِذْنِهِ is connected with something in the Qur'an, it's something of significance. How impactful has the da'wah of the Prophet been وسلم, up until now? Literally right this moment, this day, being Friday, this week, in the blessed month of Ramadan. How, how bright and luminous has the example of the Prophet been from then even until now, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It's incredible. You find as much as we're struggling overall as an ummah, it's amazing. You find people who grew up without Islam. And they may read something or listen to something, learn something about the Prophet ﷺ. And they find themselves wanting to learn more and wanting to explore more. Who is this person? What is his message? 
How was it that he was that incredible? How was it that he responded to that situation in that manner? How did he manage to be patient through that difficulty? And how did he manage to be so generous when things were going so well? Who was this person? How incredible must he have been for the illumination of his message, of his da'wah, of his efforts. When you look at it from the human eye, 23 years is, a, is an extremely short period of time. When you compare it to the impact, to the effect of what that, when you, when you look at how long that duration was, in comparison to the impact, وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا Allah describes the Prophet ﷺ as this, this, this luminous lamp, which really doesn't do it justice. Siraj has to do with the sun and Munir has to do with the moon. When we send salawats upon the Prophet ﷺ, we're going to be the main ones to benefit. If times are going good and if times are shining bright like the sun, when we send salawat upon the Prophet, that light is going to get brighter in our lives. And if we're going through the depths of the darkness of night, sending salawat upon the Prophet will be like a full moon, giving us that light will benefit, that we'll benefit from. When we send salawat upon the Prophet, we're the ones who benefit. I'm the one who benefits. When I send salawat upon the Prophet wasallam, peace and blessings of God be upon him. When you look at Surah Saba, the Surah after this, Surah 34, there's something very interesting that we find towards the beginning of the Surah. Usually in the Qur'an, in many places, you find the pair of Allah's names, Al-Ghafoor Al-Rahim. He's the most forgiving, He's the most merciful. What's interesting is there's an anomaly at the beginning of the Surah, in the first few ayat. And this is supposed to grab our attention because it's different than what you would expect. Allah mentions, وَهُوَ الرَّحِيمُ الْغَفُورِ So they're actually switched. And this is the only place in the Qur'an where we find that specific format. Where Allah mentions these two names together in that way. So how, how, how can I benefit from that? What is it? There must be something special within the surah. There must be something unique within the surah because right there from the beginning, there, there's something unique and different. So let, let me pay attention to that. Let me, let me chew on that for a little as food for thought. Why is that mentioned here and why is it mentioned in that way? It's also interesting to note that you find in this surah, the one reference in this specific way, Allah commands Prophet Sulaiman the people of David of Prophet Dawud to do acts of gratitude because it's not sufficient for us if we have the means to only say Alhamdulillah or to only thank Allah verbally as good and important as that is but what can I do with my actions to show Allah my gratitude? What blessings has Allah given me? And then how can I use them in ways to show Him my gratitude? And what does Allah say at the end? First, there's the commandment. to Think of the power that Allah gave Prophet Sulaiman. Think of the kingdom that was given to him. Literally, 
historically incredible. Historically incredible. When you look at how much Allah gave him in terms of control over the jinn, in terms of the wind, in terms of the, the, the power and the kingdom that he had, how did he use it though? He used the blessings Allah gave him in good ways to show Allah his gratitude. And then what's the, what's the capstone to the ayah? Allah says, and very few people, very few of my servants are grateful. May Allah make us from among the few. When we jump after this to Surah Fatir, it's also interesting to note that these two surahs, 34 and 35, Saba and Fatir, these are the only two back-to-back surahs that begin with Alhamdulillah. How can I benefit from that? What, what's, 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 something, how, what's some kind of nourishment that I can derive from that? Why these two surahs? Where are they placed in the Qur'an? I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder why. You only have a handful of surahs that begin with Alhamdulillah. And these are two of them, and they're back to back. That's interesting. What does one surah mention? What does the other surah mention? Are there different ways that I can compare and contrast these two surahs specifically? In Surah Fatir, there's this famous part of an ayah in which Allah says, There's no question whatsoever that the only people who truly have this deep sense of not just fear, but higher than that. Like a dog may fear a person, that's khawf. But khashiyah is more of a sense of awe. There, there is that fear present, but there's, there's a sense of awe, as in A-W-E. Knowledge is supposed to be transformative from the inside out. Knowledge is supposed to transform a person for the better from the inside out. But priority one is internally... Let me look inside of myself. What, what can I clean up? There's no question. There's also the external element as well. But the internal element is a whole lot harder. It's a whole lot harder to be patient, which is something internal, as, to, as opposed to doing some other things which may be external, which have their time and their place, no question. But patience burns in a unique way like nothing else. As-sabr-diyah. And the term the Prophet used to describe patience is a term that, that includes the meanings of both light and heat, just like the sun. Siraja Munira. Patience has this burn that comes with it, but the only way, and this should be like the believer, the only way you get the fragrance from the incense is when there's a little bit of heat, when, when there's a little bit of burn. It doesn't mean that we go and ask for that burn. We never do that. We never, we, we never ask Allah to test us. We never ask, we ask Allah bil-afiyah. We ask Allah for, for well-being and to keep us safe and sound in this life and the next. But if I see someone else who's struggling, if I see someone else whose patience is being tested, so to speak, how can I offer them a cool glass of water, figuratively speaking, to help them with that burn of the patience that they're wrestling with, that they're dealing with? When the Muslim community does that, when the Muslim community steps up to the plate to help each other, when we help each other in that way, that's when you find the fabric of community strengthening. That's when you find more youth rushing to the masjid because they know how the Muslim community helped them to get on their feet. To the Muslim community put food on their table, paid the electricity bill. 
that's going to impact the hearts of those people. And the Prophet taught us والسلام, that, that Allah's help, if we really want to be helped, that's found with the poor, with those who are, who are struggling, for those who don't have anything. Through helping them, Allah will in turn help us. Salahuddin before battle, he, would, he had this practice where he would go the night before, the day before, he would go and he would feed people, he would help the needy. And what's his example in history? Didn't Allah help him? Of course, there are many things to look at, but there's a lot of benefit that comes from living our gratitude, expressing our gratitude, especially with acts of love and acts of charity. In Surah Fatir, when Allah mentions that truly the only people who really have that deep sense of awe for Allah are people of knowledge, are the scholars. Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he was asked, who are the scholars? He said, those who fear Allah. There's supposed to be this, this deep sense of, of humility for any and all of us. It's not, this is not a get, you know, a, a, a get out of the situation free card where, where we think to ourselves, okay, well, that's for you know, these, these incredible scholars. So, okay, that's regarding them. So for me, I'm, I don't have to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. No, no, no. Each person in their own way, in their own capacity has the ability to have their own incredible relationship with their maker. You have some people out there, they, they may not have a bunch of knowledge memorized per se, but these people are on the front lines feeding the homeless because in their hearts they know Allah. And knowing the fact that Allah Al-Kareem loves generosity for them is motivational. Let me go and be generous with other people because I know Allah has been so generous with me. That's ma'rifah. That's, that's, that's the, the, the fruit of ilm. When we look at the beginning of Surah Yasin, and I'll conclude with this, Allah mentions, إِنَّمَا تُنْذِرُ مَنْ اتَّبَعَ الذِّكْرَ وَخَشْيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ فَبَشِّرْهُ بِمَغْفِرَةٍ وَأَجْرٍ كَرِيمٍ Allah mentions people who have this deep sense of awe, this deep sense of awe for the Most Merciful, for Ar-Rahman. وَخَشْيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ for these people, give them the good news. Give him the good news. Give her the good news of forgiveness and a generous reward. And then what do we find? What are the two things highlighted at the end of the passage after this? When, when this one man, it's not about numbers. When one man responds to the call of these three messengers, One man came running. At the end of that part, they end, he ends up dying a shaheed because of his da'wah essentially. What does he end up saying? And Allah gives us the, the, this behind the scenes uh, detail. Look at, look at the, the, the connection here. I, I wish my people knew how Allah has forgiven me and has made me from among the honored. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah to make all of us from among the honored, especially in the next life. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azzati Amma Yasifun. Wa salamun al-mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.